Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Seven Lamb Productions presents Atlas Avenue B Case 1 The Silver Casket Part 2 Nice Torture Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Being a PI isn't easy, especially now. Snapping photos of a cheating husband in bondage while his hooker whips him with a horsetail pales in comparison to the case I just recently took on. Never have I ever been held at gunpoint that wasn't part of sex play. I felt that the whole PI business was becoming drab. I wanted excitement and now I've got it. Keep moving. The man holding me at gunpoint had taken me by surprise like a leopard with a three-toed sloth. I was sitting on a bench eating popcorn watching some old lady cause a major traffic jam. The man had come up behind me and ordered me to the red building. I had yet to get a good look at his face, although he followed me closely. We finally reached the building when... Go around the back. Down the alley. Crap. Alleys always spelled bad news. I was going to try and work my magic and talk my way out of this dilemma. Hey, uh, guy. Here's a crazy idea. How about we go through the front door? No. All right, well, that didn't work. I had one more trick up my sleeve. Hey, look over there! No. Damn, he was good. We walked through the back alley and over to a steel door. A stray cat hissed and slipped under a stack of concrete blocks and two-by-fours. Go ahead. Open it. I did as he said. The room I entered was darker than a David Fincher film. When the steel door shut, it was impossible to see anything. Suddenly, a light clicked on. Privet, Mr. Locke. Why don't you have sit? There was only two chairs in the entire room, and another strange man sat in one of them. The man was old and bald and smelled of stale onions. Or maybe that was me. Did I shower today? Looks like your friend will have to stand. Never mind him. Who are you? 
My name is Vendel. Vendel? That's your first name? No, my first name Carrie Wright. Jesus, those are some odd names. What's your last name? Butfuck. Buttfuck? No, Butfuck. Your name is Carrie Wright Vendel Butfuck? Good idea going with Vendel. I see what you're doing, Mr. Locke, but my name will not help you. I am not from around here. Neither is Mr. Carter. Hmm, he has a normal name. Duh. Alicien Carter Sokotic. There it is. What do you want with me? One thing. You recently got a visit from Mr. Terence O'Reilly. You're not to help this man. And why not? Because I said so! Whoa, calm down. Do not help this man. We will know if you do. And if I don't listen? Do you know what Russian back driver is? No. Is it like a white Russian? <laughs> Russian back driver is very popular way of extracting information and getting people to do what we want. A man is forced onto his stomach and another man pummels his back and neck, sometimes ties, until the desired outcome is received. Now, when you say pummel, you mean hit? Duh. Hit and sometimes press very hard in the pressure areas. And rubbing? Sometimes there will be rubbing. So, like a massage? No, it is very painful. And if Russian back driver does not work, we move on to the next form of torture. Surprise box. And that is... We sit you in front of table, and on top of that table is box, wrapped up. And you are forced to open it. Anything can be in the box. Scorpion, poison snake, bomb. Is it normally something like that? It can't be anything. It is a surprise. So, in theory, it could be good too. Duh, it often is. Oh, well, if it's often a good thing, then it sounds like you give people presents. Is it like a present? I do not understand. You give people gifts. Duh, it is very scary. You're already shaking, Mr. Locke. Eh, it's kind of cold in here. Then you will not like the last form of torture called banishment. And that is... If someone proves strong enough to last through Russian back driver and surprise box, we move on to the banishment. Here we send someone away to other country. They must leave Mother Russia and never come back. Unless they want to later. So, like a vacation? You send people on vacation? No, this is no vacation. You must leave your country of origin. Yes, but you can come back in a week or two, right? Da, most do. And when people leave, do they have luggage for their belongings? Da. And do you pay for them to stay in a hotel while they're in another country? Of course, where else would they stay? That's a vacation. That's good. No, 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 no. Very bad. I'm not even from Russia. We would make you live good old USA. 
Could I go to Costa Rica? Wherever you choose. None of these torture devices sound that bad. Is there, is there anything else? Duh. And if you survive banishment and return to country of origin, we shoot you in the head. There we go. That makes a little more sense. Getting shot in the head, that's bad. The massage, the present, the vacation, those are good things. I like those things. Most people would. The whole situation's very confusing. Let me be very clear. Do not take on Riley case or... Dasvidanya. What could I say? I was in a very vulnerable situation physically. But mentally I was strong. Carter Suckadick was right behind me with a gun. I adhered to their desires and told them I would not take on the case. But I knew as I said it, it was a complete lie. This case just got instantly more exciting. They quickly rushed me out of the building and took off in a white van. The van had a Russian flag sticker on the bumper. What a weird interaction that was. Those bastards were quite odd and somewhat nice. They don't understand torture, but hell, that could work in my favor. After they drove off, I head back to the bench where my popcorn lay on its side. The spilled contents consisting of only unpopped kernels. The pigeons had gotten to it. Damn them birds. I wasn't finished. As I head home, I thought about how Vendel was Russian, but Carter seemed American. My initial thought of the Russian mob was tossed wayside, as a normal American would never be able to join the Russian mob. Maybe they were a bounty hunter duo. Maybe they were cops. Maybe I should just forget about it and get some sleep. Today was a long day. I arrived home at 6.50. I entered my small, dirty apartment and flipped my shoes into the corner of the room. I unbuckled my pants, stripped off my dress shirt, and sat down on the torn and dusty couch. I needed a new place. I needed new furniture. The only nice thing I had was the glass coffee table left to me by my father. A true diamond in the rough. Diamond. Angela Diamond. The woman who'd visited me earlier in the day stuck in my mind. Angela Diamond. Angela? And that's when it clicked. Diamond was her married name. She looked familiar because I knew her. I couldn't believe I'd forgot. Sure, her hair was blonde now, but she had the same face, same pouty lips. Jesus. Angela Deed, my old high school sweetheart.
The next morning I woke up on my couch, sleep in my eyes, dry drool in the corner of my mouth. It was 7.37. I had slept for nearly 12 hours. It's okay, though. I needed the recharge. I took a shower, dressed, and headed for the office. Realizing that Angela's husband, for whom she thought was cheating, was most likely at work. I decided I would give her a call and take her out to breakfast. Hello, Edith. Good morning, Mr. J. How you doing today? Good, good, Edith. Did anyone drop by this morning or call? No, Mr. J, but I just fucking got here. Right. Here we go, Angela Diamond. Five 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 four zero oh, seven five. Hello, is this Miss Angela Diamond? Yes, this is Locke. I mean James. I was wondering if you'd like to go out for breakfast. Great. I'll meet you there. Edith, I'm going out. Don't do it, Mr. J. Do what? I know you're going to go out for breakfast with that bitch, that whore, that tramp, that slut! Edith, do you even know who I'm going out to eat with? No. You don't even know who you're insulting? Is it a woman? Yes. And I don't fucking like her! Oh, Edith, I'll be back soon. And Edith, I thought I told you to take the axe home. I did take it home. No, you didn't. I can see it right there, sticking out of your drawer. It doesn't even fit in the drawer. Half of it is hanging out. No, that's not it. That, that is an axe. No, it's a, it's a pen. That is not a pen. The, the head of the axe is sticking out. The light here is, is glinting off of it. I can see it clearly. No, it's a pen. Listen, Edith, you can keep the pen. I, I mean, axe. But you have to stop threatening people. Because if you ever do cut someone's head off, I'm not going to back you up in court. What? Why? I entered the diner at a quarter till nine. While the place was busy and packed to the brim, I was able to quickly sift through and spot Angela in the back booth. Her sundress and silky skin made her glow among the bleak clothing of the other patrons. Hello there, Miss Diamond. Or is it Deed? You remembered. Sorry it took me so long. I knew you'd figure it out sooner or later. And you can call me Angie, James. Come on. 
Call me Jim. Okay, Jim. I just have to say, time has been good to you. You look fantastic. Why, thank you, Jim. Why, thank me. I just gave you a compliment. No, I meant thank you. You too look good. I'm not sure why you wear a suit everywhere, but okay. How'd you find me? Hello, my name is Terry. Can I get you something to drink, sir? Coffee. Black. Okay. Did you want something besides water? I'll take a new Rolls Royce. <laughs> I don't think they sell cars here. I was joking. Oh, yeah. So was I, also. I'm fine with the water. Okay, I'll get your drink order or whatever, and a waitress will be over momentarily. Where were we? Ah, oh, yes. How did I find you? Well, accidentally, I'm afraid. My husband and I moved here about three weeks ago. He traveled to Kenneth regularly on business, so when his job offered him a full-time place up here, he took it. We moved into a condo off of Atlas Avenue. It's rather beautiful. He must have money. Lots, but don't judge me. That's not why I married him. How long has it been? Four years, but the last two have been rocky. You think he's cheating? I know he's cheating, but I just want to know with who. It's why I decided to look up private investigators. And that's when I saw your name. I couldn't believe it. Hello, my name is Terry. I will be your waitress. Have you had a chance to look at the menu? I'm good if you are. Yes, I'll take a feta cheese omelet with a side of whole wheat toast. No butter. And for you? The same, but with loads of butter on all of it. Okay, it'll be out shortly. That's odd. Her name was Terry, too. You've never been here before? Not since it changed over to Terry's Diner. Maybe they own the place together, and for some reason they take orders, too? Maybe. Breakfast went well. Although the waitress didn't bring nearly enough butter. I had to ask repeatedly. She acted like putting butter on both sides of a piece of toast was a weird thing. Regardless, Angie and I were able to catch up on old times. I told her what made me come out here, although I didn't mention the she-double. We had a great time. I wondered why I'd ever ended it with her. She was a wonderful woman, full of life and laughter. This has been really fun. Listen, Angie, I'll take on your case. I'll find out who your husband is seeing. Really? Why the sudden change of heart? It's the least I could do. Well, actually, not the least. I could slouch on this booth all day and piss myself, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Anymore. Also, the other case I'm working on became a little more complicated. I may push it back a bit. Thank you so much. I gave her my award-winning smile, placed second in the Bright Teeth competition of 09, and helped her out of her seat. Then I paid the cashier by the door, an older woman with thinning hair and square glasses. We were just about to leave when I noticed her name tag said Terry as well. Wait a minute, your name is Terry too? Everyone here is named Terry, darling. <laughs> then who owns this diner? We all do, sweetie. Really? That's odd. Uh, I see your confusion. It's Terry's Diner, not Terry's Diner. 
You said the same thing twice. No. <laughs> the apostrophe of after the F. <laughs> right. As I walked Angie back to her place, I couldn't help but think about the diner. How stupid that fucking name was. After walking Angie home, I ran a few errands. When it hit 11.30, I decided to head to the only phone booth in the entire city. I made a call to Edith, who supplied me with Terence O'Reilly's phone number. Then I called it in hopes of setting up a secret meeting. Residence. Hi, can I talk to Terence O'Reilly? Who's calling? It's James Locke, P.I. Okay. Mr. O'Reilly is in the garden. I shall fetch him. One moment, please. Okay. Church bell will peal with joy, hurrah, hurrah, to welcome home our darling boy, hurrah, hurrah. The village lads and lassies sway with roses, they will strew the way, and we'll all feel gay when Johnny comes marching home. When Johnny comes marching home again, hurrah, hurrah, we'll give him a Hello? hearty welcome then, hurrah, Hello? hurrah. The men will cheer, the Mr. boys Locke, will shout. Hello, Hello, Locke here. Yeah, the butler told me. Mr. Locke, I hope this call means good news. Have you decided to help me? It's a bit more complicated than that. I have some things to talk to you about. Can we meet at Pussfeller's Brewery on 4th? I thought maybe we could talk over a few drinks. Oh, sure. When were you thinking? Now, if possible. All right. We'll leave in about 15 minutes. Good. I'll see you there.
Kaposvela Brewery wasn't far, but I decided to walk to give Terence a bit more time. It was almost noon when I finally reached the pub. I took a right into their gravel driveway, and then I saw it. The white van with the Russian flag bumper sticker. Shit. They knew. They found me. They... Mr. Luck. Tisk tisk. Carter had come out of nowhere, and now he had a gun pointed at my chest. We warned you, yet you did not listen. Time to turn around. I did as he said. Head for the blue building. What is with you guys in colored buildings? Just keep walking. Vindel is going to be very disappointed in you. You think you'll give me a massage? Oh, you're in for a lot worse than that. Atlas Avenue Beat. Written and edited by Robert M. Lamb. Starring Jack Austin as Locke. Amy LeRae as Edith. Jose Caraballo as Paul. Brian Messick as Arthur. Shannon McCarthy as Lorraine. Megan Austin as Angela. Co-starring Hope Ennis, Amber Simpson, Shannon Lee, Mike Butler, Ashley Wilkins, Matthew Manning, and Robert M. Lamb. Music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to rate and review on iTunes. This has been a Seven Lamb production. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.